At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Number three, Beeson's Primetime Action Live from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, we got some uh, 32 teams and 32 shows coming up. Football continues our ramp up to the NFL season, which begins with the Hall of Fame game, by the way, this week between the Cowboys and the Steelers. Then three weeks of preseason, followed by, of course, a 17-game regular season. We will do that momentarily. But first, a baseball update with a, a couple games, Kelly, in the NL East that have gotten tighter. Yeah, we got uh, Phillies and Nationals. That is four to two in the top of the eighth. The Marlins now only with a one-run lead over the Mets. That is four to three in the bottom of the sixth inning. If you wanted to get in live, Marlins minus two twenty, Mets plus one eighty, and nine and a half is the total. Uh, the Braves still up nicely on the Cardinals. That is six to nothing in the bottom of the second. Uh, bottom of the second, so still a long way to go. But if you wanted to get in on the Cardinals, ten to one live, and thirteen and a half is the live total. Brewers up on the Pirates, one to nothing. That came into the top of the third inning. Brewers minus four hundred live. Pirates plus three hundred seven and a half. The live total. Cubs and Rockies. That is scoreless. Top of the second inning. The Yankees all over the Orioles now, nine to nothing. Top of the sixth. The Blue Jays up on the Indians, six to two. Bottom of the sixth. If you wanted to hop in live on the Indians and get 20 to 1, 10 and a half is the live total. Mariners have taken the lead over the Rays, 3 to 2 in the top of the sixth inning. The Tigers with a 3 2 lead over the Red Sox. So some drama there in the uh, AL East. The Tigers are minus 300 live. Red Sox plus 240 and 10 and a half the total. Angels up on the Rangers, 3 to 1, top of the third. The Angels minus 320 live. Rangers plus 250 and 10 and a half. The total, White Sox out to a one nothing lead over the Royals in the bottom of the third. White Sox minus 450 live, Royals plus 340 and 7.5. The total, <laughs> Reds up on the Twins 5-4, to four. top of the sixth. Reds minus 260, Twins plus 210 and 12.5. Gil? Yeah, we're just watching the triple jump over here. <laughs> Didn't go so well for it's somebody. Like Pointed violently at something. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, what happened? <sighs> oh, oh man. man. He fell forward though, which is good. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> Give him that. I don't know who it was. Pardon I mean, me. He fell in sand. I don't think. Poor guy. To. Yeah. I mean, wait for oh, like... Bryce Harper just goes yard. Oppo for the Phillies solo shot extends the Phillies lead to five to two against his former team. What is this? The second year of his 13 year deal. <laughs> King. Hard well, to keep track of. Count already. Um, you know, if we can harken back to that segment we just did moments ago, those uh, special props that were yeah, available at Draft... Uh, was it DraftKings that they were available? Yeah, it was DraftKings, yeah. Kings, yeah. Um, it's interesting because I was in D.C., so I was with my parents, and my mom broke out my first grade class picture. 
and there was like 24 kids in my class in D.C., and I could name 15 of the kids, right? So the way that our brains as humans evolve is that we remember things from our childhood. Like, I could name 15 of those kids, and I've never talked mm-hmm. to them since, right, uh, in, in most cases. But like Matt Schaub throwing for 527 yards in 2012, I have no recollection no of that recollection. whatsoever. Yeah. That bothers me. Why don't I remember that? It wasn't personal. Like you personally knew the kids in kindergarten. Yeah, but I'm kind of a nerd with this stuff. But I don't remember. Like I can, like I said, I can name every football thing that happened to Washington, you know, to the to the Skins in the '80s. Every game, I can give you like a play-by-play. But I can't tell you about something. Maybe that something was going on that weekend. Maybe you were busy. Yeah, I was never busy on a Sunday. <laughs> never. <laughs> On the same on the same lines, that I was yeah. a little disappointed in Matt Brown. I think it was last week. Where remember, like a month or two ago, when he started rattling off every capital of every South American country, right? And then we threw Suriname at him like the other week. He's like, I have no idea. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I'm still not. I'm still not bought in on that. That's part of South America. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still bought in on that. Still hadn't bought in on that, Kelly. We I don't were think blown that away that night. He rattled off all those capitals, and then I'm like, hey, what about Suriname? Um, no. Quick Uruguay. We do have three late starts. Blake Snell and his. Horrible, horrible season is going oh. to take the hill for the Padres. Can Sean and I and the A's um, with that and Snell being on the hill for the Padres? Gil, this is real life. Minus one sixty for the A's, <laughs> plus one forty for the Padres. Who's going for the A's? Uh, Sean and I. Sean and I. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, the Cueto Bumgarner uh, game is minus one eighty. Cueto and the Giants, and then uh, McCullers against Bueller later. Astros and Dodgers. Real good pitching matchup there, but the Dodgers. Being the Dodgers are minus 180 in this one. By the way, I don't know why that Giants game worries me, but I would not bet the Giants there. Something about that concerns me. I think it's the mad bum factor <laughs> that uh, worries me. Watch the Giants just crush them, though. Uh, but that's later, as, as Matt pointed out. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. This is VEASAN's primetime action on a Tuesday night from the South Point. For those of you who come to uh, Las Vegas and you're like, hey, where's the South Point? Uh, there's the Las Vegas Strip, Mandalay Bay, considered sort of the bottom, or I should say the most southern hotel on the Strip itself. But if you keep driving past the Mandalay Bay, you will eventually run into the South Point. And that's where we are. Look at that, the majestic South Point. Uh, Jeremy on point with the video. Let's give the South Point. Some love. Yeah, come come visit. Say hi to us after the show. Wait, after, wait, don't walk, don't don't try to come in here during the show. Kelly doesn't want to be a bouncer. Yeah, I don't, I don't like having to bounce people. It's not fun. That has happened. That has happened. Yeah. But you can always buy me a drink after the show. I always I, do that. I, I always allow that. The opposite is true for me. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Apparently, there was a full-on <laughs> brawl at. New York Giants football practice today yes. where Daniel Jones ended up on the bottom of the pile. This was a bizarre story. I don't know if I even got through the whole thing, but yes, that happened. Apparently, Joe Judge lost his mind. Livid was the word they used. Yes, and like middle school football style made everybody run sprints for like the remainder of practice. And Mike Mike Pritchard, who does Betting Across America here on the network, I was listening to earlier today, Rarely gets riled up about anything. He was like, you do not make professional football players run sprints like it's high school football after something like that happens. And it was, the story is a bizarre story. So that that Pritchard take is interesting to me, though, because he, he, again, he won a national championship at Colorado. He was a top 10 pick in the National Football League draft, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, played for multiple teams. So he has played the game. And so for him to say that is interesting because, there would be another spin on that by others, right? Who would say, well, that's just Joe Judge telling you that he's in charge of this football team, right? Some people would spin it that way. But Pritch is saying, no, that's not a good thing. 
That, that's how it came across to me, yes. And I, I think that was a, like, you know, we talk about all these, a lot of these rules, right, where it's a lot of camp stuff when you show up and it applies of how much of a veteran you are and how much you're not. And I think that there's, I, I think what Pritch was trying to say more is like, you can't, you don't clump everybody together. It, it, we're not, it's, everybody's not created equal in the NFL. And especially if you're a, you know, one of veteran, play, veteran players who maybe went through the rookie camps back in the day. Don't make me run sprints out there. Like, you know, I should be doing this. I guess the, the opposite that would be though, what else can he do? Because you can't fine him because of the players right. association or yes. whatever you can't. What, it's like, so what else can you do? Right. You can just go in there and give him a very stern talking to. I mean, like, <laughs> that's not going to work. I mean, what else can you do? You're going to have to just, you, it's probably just instinct to be like, I have no other power other than to make you run. Yeah, it sounded bad. Then didn't I see Kenny Galladay left practice with a yes, hamstring. Yes. Yeah. Not, not during the brawl. This was in a seven on seven mm-hmm. drill. So a, a really bad day at giants camp. Yeah. It, hopefully the injury is minor, they're saying, he and that he will be able to return to the field quickly, but obviously a fluid situation uh, because with hamstring injuries, you do kind of have to be patient. And, again, don't want to label anybody injury-prone because I don't necessarily believe in all of that. However, Kenny Galladay has had trouble staying on the field the last few what is years. The, what is the single most consistent thing we did on the show last year was Matt saying, hey, what do you know? Kenny Galladay's on the injury yes. report. Yes, <laughs> and he and, – I mean, it's just – I don't know, man. That's a lot of money on a guy that's had a lot of trouble staying on the field and, and expected to contribute really, really big this year for that team. Though we do know some football handicappers that that are very high on the Giants this mm-hmm. year. We all know a couple of them, at least. So there's that. Take that for what it's worth. Danielle, let's do it. 32 teams in 32 days. 32 shows. shows. Gil's oh, Gil been nailing oh, it recently. It is 32 days. It's just ah. not consecutive days. You it still let, works. Danielle, you messed me up. You got to let me works. do the heavy lifting, Matt. Uh. <laughs> Let's talk about the Chiefs. Let's start with their 2020 season recap. So they finished 14-2 and two and first in the AFC West for the fifth consecutive season. They made the playoffs for the sixth straight season and the Super Bowl for the second straight season, but they lost to the Bucks, lest we forget, 31-9. to nine. The offense scored the six most points, had the most total yards, first downs, and passing yards, all while having the sixth fewest turnovers with 16. And the defense gave up the 11th fewest points, the 16th fewest yards, but gave up the 12th most rushing yards and had the ninth most penalties. That's what happened last season. Matt, new additions? Yeah, I mean, as you said, 14-2 and two in 2020, but of course that was just the the big thing was the offensive line getting exposed in, in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes was sacked three times in the Super Bowl. He was hit ten different times in the Super Bowl as well, and so what they did was go out and just completely redo that uh, that offensive line, Anthony, uh, Andy Reid in his ninth season, they bring back Eric Bieniemy. He's going to be you know running the offense. They bring back Steve Spagnuolo, who's going to be running the defense. So everything is in place uh, there from a coaching standpoint. In the free agency, they go out, they get uh, Joe Tunney. He is a guard. They get Jerron Reed's defensive tackle. They re-sign Mike Rimmers, who is uh, one of the only good offensive linemen that they've had over the last couple of seasons. Signed safety Daniel Sorensen. They traded for Orlando Brown. Um, they got two other offensive linemen back from opt-outs that were gone um, for the for COVID season. So should be better on that offensive line for them. In the draft, they didn't have a first-round pick. They had two second-round picks. Uh, Nick Bolton was a linebacker that they took in the second round. Then they took a center in Creed Humphrey, who is one of those offensive linemen that is actually slated to start 
for this team. So it looks like their second-round pick is going to step in and play center for them. Uh, they took a defensive end in Joshua uh, Kandoa in the fourth round. They took a tight end Noah Gray in the fifth. And then they took a wide receiver in Cornell Powell in the fifth round that has actually been making, according to beat writers, and again, beat writers never come out and say, man, this guy's really terrible. What, what were they thinking about? <laughs> right. Why'd they draft this guy? But have come out and said he's looked really, really good at least early on in camp here. And then in the sixth round, which is pretty interesting, with this offensive line woes that this team has. They took this guy, Trey Smith. He's a guard, again, in the sixth round. But he was a multi-year starter at Tennessee who actually coming into the season had a much higher grade on him than sixth round. Actually kind of in that, depending on who you're talking to, in that second or third round range. But he had blood clots in his lungs. Ooh. And it just he just plummeted down the draft board, right? So the guy that would have gone kind of second, third round ends up in the sixth. Well, his draft stock plummeting may end up helping out this this Chiefs team here because one if he doesn't it, one depth for sure with him but he might actually win a job on this offensive line as well so they get a guy they took a, a you know kind of a flyer on there in the sixth round that may or may not turn out to be really really good for them a guy they could step in and really contribute I mean they were the number two offense DVOA last year I'm sure that's no surprise to anybody but they were number 22 on the defensive side of the ball. If you look at football outsiders, they have a mean projection of them of 10 and a half wins. So if you look at their win total on the season, it's 12 and a half. And so uh, the mean projection there from football outsiders per, per projections is 10 and a half. They do have them winning 12 plus games, though, 37% of the time. How's them making the playoffs 72% of the time and a 9.2% chance? to win the Super Bowl. It's super talented roster, top to bottom. I mean, I, I don't think we need to tell you guys that number two overall roster in the NFL, according to, to ESPN. Our friend Warren Sharp over at Sharp Football, he actually does have them forecasted for 12 and a half wins, but that's right on what the total is anyway for this team. And so I don't think there's a bet to be made on that win total on the over, if anything, Probably on the under, if you look at Pro Football Focus, they're at 11.7 wins out of their 10,000 projections as well. Um, simulations, I should say. So a um, couple of big unders and then a forecast from, from Sharp Football that's literally right on the number. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're, the, the schedule here is actually the 13th toughest in all of, of the NFL heading into this season. And so what what you know what everyone has figured out now is you don't – the way that you figure out how tough the schedule is going to be is you take the teams and what they're projected to do that season. And so as opposed to looking back on the record from the year before is what they're supposed to do this year. And what that pans out to is the Chiefs having the 13th toughest schedule. So harder than the average schedule in the NFL. Pro Football Focus still loves them, has them number one power ranked team, entering the season a 14% chance to win the Super Bowl, which is just absurd, 14% um, probability. But they, the big thing here is they redid this offensive line, which is going to really be good for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they released Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. They go out, as I mentioned, they traded for Orlando Brown, who has been has actually gotten better in each of the last four seasons for him. They re-signed Mike Renners, who actually graded out as a 71 Point three for them, and so getting him back, huge signing, as I said. Uh, Joe Tunney is a top 10 guard each of the past three seasons. Uh, signed him to a huge contract of $16 million a year. Kyle Long, unretired. I don't if I think we remember this happening, like it happened whenever. He unretired. He got hurt about a month ago, and so what that's going to do is he's going to now kind of be in a battle for that guard, right guard position with a few different guys, but 
all of which are better than the options that they had last year. So it still should increase and make this offensive line better no matter what. Um, they, a guy, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, uh, mm-hmm. is uh, one of their offensive linemen who actually opted out last year. He had, but he was a five-year starter for the team. And so he would actually kind of be battling out there with Kyle Long for that right guard spot. And Medical as I mentioned, doctor too, opted I out to, to treat COVID patients in yeah. Canada, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and as I mentioned, that second rounder Creed, uh, Creed Humphrey is going to start at center for them. He's a three-year starter at Oklahoma. The real, the real issue is not going to be the offense as you would imagine for the teaching, but it's on the defense and the defensive line in particular. So Chris Jones is an absolute stud and has been fantastic. in every year that he's been there, he's earned a pass rushing grade of at least 90 in each of the past three seasons. Only Aaron Donald is the other player in the NFL that can say that. And the only defensive lineman with a higher war than Jones were Aaron Donald and Cam Hayward. So you just let you know what you have in Chris Jones, just an absolute stud on that defensive line. But then after that, you look like they have a ton of money locked up in Frank Clark, who was great earlier on in his career and has been really bad since he's been with the Chiefs, graded out uh, two years ago at 63.3, this past season at 54.3. And again, for comparison purposes, like we just said, Chris Jones graded out over 90 the last three seasons. Uh, Frank Clark has really underperformed that huge contract, and, and maybe he's just on the bad side of his career and don't really know if you can look for him to get much better. So they did go outside Jerron Reed in the free agency. He did have nine sacks last year. If he can kind of bring some of that pressure in, maybe take a little bit of the pressure off of, of Chris Jones, could help out there. But, I mean, it's, it's really going to come down to what they can do on the defensive line, defensive side of the ball if this team can really just, just rock it and moon. Because we expect them to be great. I mean, we expect them to be a really, really good team. But if we're talking like, will they, will they go down as one of the super elite teams that we ever remember, it's probably going to come down to what happens on the defensive line for them because the offense is certainly going to be there. We talked about the innovative offense with Andy Reid and how they've been able to run. So they led the league in RPO calls last year. That's run pass option. If you don't know what the RPO is, they ran, they ran RPOs on at least 20% of their plays. Nobody else ran more than 14%. And so we, as we were talking about yesterday with the Steelers as the most predictable offense out there, then you come with one of the most unpredictable offenses here mm-hmm. with running RPOs and never really knowing. Said so 20%. You know, over 20% of the time. Is that high compared to other teams? Yeah, huge. No okay. one else ran more than 14% of, of RPOs in the NFL last year. And, and what you get yeah. in that, and you talk to a couple of different coaches about this, defensive coaches, and they said the pro, the way that the reason the RPOs is, is so, so, so effective, especially with a guy like Patrick Mahomes and his, his good decision-making, is freezing those linebackers for just that split second, especially if they're supposed to be in coverage, and then you have a tight end like Travis. Are we going with it? Kels? Yeah. Are we doing it? I think we're, we're going to Kels. We, we decided we – I mean, this show, right? We're did, doing it. Didn't Kels. they clarify it, though, and say it was – what, what he meant was – his brother said what he really meant was that our – and the last name was back in the day pronounced Kels, but we actually go with Kelsey? I didn't read the follow-up. Let me check right now. Thank you. All right. Well, let's go, Kelsey. Until that'll keep it busy until, for a while. Yeah. So until <laughs> further notice. Until we get yeah. Until we get the further clarification, I'm just I'll go Kelsey, and then if we have to go back to Kels, we'll go back to Kels. But yeah, I mean, if you freeze that linebacker for just a split second, right, and then you have Travis Kelsey running, it's game over. Right? I mean, that's and that's basically why they do it so much. Last season, the Chiefs, and this is the thing about Patrick Mahomes that is so incredibly awesome, and we keep saying this is a generational player. We're watching a future first ballot Hall of Fame and maybe the greatest of all time to do it. You know, the Chiefs had a 37.1% DVOA against four pass rushers that's and 6.8 yards per play. 
an 81.5% DVOA against five or more pass rushers and 9.3 yards per play because Patrick Mahomes is so good at wow. finding where the blitzes are coming from, finding these guys open and getting the ball to them. There, you you almost think that some of these statistics are going to lead these teams to not blitz Patrick Mahomes and like leave, leave these guys back in coverage and stuff because he just absolutely destroyed teams whenever they were they were blitzing him. You know, and one of the, on the offensive side of the ball, I think the only big question mark here, and I don't think he's that big of a loss. They let, they let Sammy Watkins walk, right? And so he's gone. So you're going to need either Mikael Hardman or Demarcus Robinson to kind of step up and be that third guy. We know who the two guys are going to be on the offensive side of the ball. It's going to be Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, but you still need a third option. We've seen that several times. You need someone whenever they decide that they're going to kind of double team or do whatever it might be. So McCole Harbin, Demarcus Robinson, two young players are going to have to kind of step up and maybe fill that gap with Sammy Watkins, who really didn't play all that much the last couple of years anyway. He lost, missed a lot of games due to, due to injury. So, I mean, I mean, if we look at this team top to bottom, you know, I think 13 wins, you look at 13, they'd have to go 13 and four. Probably not bettable for me to bet the overgill, but again, if things, if they ran pure on the defensive side of the ball and things went the way that, you know, they envision and things start to play out on the defensive side like they could, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this team makes a run at, at undefeated. You know, I mean, I, they're that good, they're that talented, and they're that good on offense and that well coached. But um, on the defense, I think it's the only thing that might end up letting them down a couple makes times. Makes a run at being undefeated. I mean, that says it all, which was my macro question. By the way, the, the most interesting thing is we show the, the entire AFC West. This has mm-hmm. less to do with the Chiefs than the bottom of the AFC West. But the Broncos are plus 550 and the Raiders are 20 five to one are we still thinking Aaron Rodgers is going to the Broncos like what is that I know Uh, but the but the Chiefs thing the biggest theme that we had about the Chiefs last year if you recall during the regular season was on a week-by-week basis we would say ah the Chiefs just get up and down for their Mm -hmm. opponents right oh they 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 show up when it's good competition and they kind of lollygag and just barely Mm -hmm. beat some of the that's kind of the tell here early in the season isn't it to see what kind of Chiefs team we get this year no absolutely you know I think Andy Reid is the only problem is is you know he's in his ninth season coaching this team and he's probably not going to change the way he coached because a lot of times we saw they ran kind of vanilla offenses too like against Mm -hmm. teams that weren't very good and and that led to them either not covering games or not playing up to potential but I can't imagine Andy Reid changing in his in his ninth season with this team as much success as they've had Chiefs trying to get to the Super Bowl for the third consecutive year that would be the first time that's happened since New England did it the three years right before that as a matter of fact and when we come back I'll clear up the Kels Kelsey situation oh that's exciting we'll do that we'll update baseball as well the Nats making noise trying to get back in it against the Phils. Coming back on VEASAN's Primetime Action. VIP material? DraftKings VIPs enjoy exclusive benefits, enhanced promotional offers, top-tier customer support, access to personalized contests, and more. Visit DraftKings.com slash to learn more. Plus, everyone can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and new customers can get up to $1,000 as a sign-up bonus. Sign up using the promo code VSIN, that's V-S-I-N, to claim your exclusive offer. 
If you or Sonny Noe has a gambling problem and wants help, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 21 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gil. Thank you, Danielle. The other thing about the uh, Carson Wentz injury, again, will it be five weeks? Will it be 12 weeks? Will it be somewhere in between that he's out post-surgery? Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, from whom he came uh, in a trade, they're also very interested in this because they got a second-round pick in that deal, right. but could be a first-rounder if one of two things happens. Wentz plays at least 75% of the Colts' offensive snaps this year, or he plays at least 70% of the Colts' offensive snaps, and the Colts make the playoffs. Both scenarios very unlikely given his timeline right Well, now. if it's 12 weeks, very unlikely. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Five weeks, different story. He's still giving them problems. It's not even on their team. That's a good He's point. Like still, <laughs> still causing still the still, Eagles still fans, causing yeah. problems. What's the uh, Kels Kelsey verdict? All right, so this is because this was Jason Kelsey clearing this up, and this is on Sports Radio WIP, uh, and it was right after that uh, Travis came out and said what he said. So apparently, the family is so small that they gr- they grew up always being known as Kelsey, but the father. Apparently, it, it, the real name, family name is Kels. So you are correct, Matt. You could call him that all season long if you'd like. But the dad got so sick and tired of apparently correcting people when he was working uh, younger in the steel mill in Cleveland, Ohio, that he just let Kelsey become the thing. And this, the family's small enough that apparently there wasn't much backlash from the outside family okay. members, so extended family members. So Travis and Jason, their entire lives went by Kelsey. That's how. I, that's my last name as well. I don't think that's weird. I don't either. Yeah, I don't think it is. What's, that what's, makes the, sense. what's the old school the, pronunciation? The Finnish of your last pronunciation name? is Alvary, but I go by Alvari, and that's how our family says it. But the Finnish way to say it is Alvary. Hmm. So I, I think you call him by what the family wants, right? Yeah, but but the thing is, the, the rest of the family goes by Kels. Their well, immediate awkward. family goes by Kelsey. Yeah, but if, if everybody their stage else, name. if everybody else in sports media still goes with Kelsey, and we're like this island <laughs> calling him Kels, you yeah, know, we're just idiots. Well, we're just distracted. Like, These guys yeah. don't even know who Travis Kelsey is. <laughs> well, where That's do right. we land on Tarod versus Tyrod? Oh, it's Tarod. Okay. Yeah. Which is what his mama calls him. Tarod. Okay. Yeah. What was the other one? And yours is the best, though, Kelly. You actually had a personal experience with Carolina oh, Panthers coach Matt. Matt Rule, who uh, it's just Rule, who, I mean, I, I told me to my face that his name is pronounced Ruley when he was coaching Temple and was playing in the Boca Raton Bowl. Ruley. And, yeah, it was uh, – so I don't really know that full story, but that was – it was it's one that's haunted me for the ever since he's become a big-time name. See, I think we go Ruley with that one since we had a personal encounter it's on It's just – it's – but then it's one of those – then you're like on the island again, Gil. Yeah, but at least we, that was to, to our face. That was, was our island. Yeah. That was, that was a personal. That was a bizarre yeah. experience because it was one of those, no, nobody had ever called him that. I never heard everybody call him that. And he said it, and I'm like, wait, what? And then, like, so I've, I've, I've always doubted myself about it. But, man, I heard what I heard. I'll tell you that much. Should we do Ryan, should we do Ryan Hyatt's question right here? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, Ryan Hyatt. Sorry, Ryan. You tw- you tweet it all the time, and uh, we love that. We love the questions. We just can't we'll get do. to them every time. Okay, well, maybe we're we should do, do this after the break. But yeah, we'll do the we'll do the one. I'll do the pizza one first. You guys can have one mm-hmm. slice of pizza for the next year. Where do you go? We'll, we'll save the sports one. Yeah, the relevant one until after one, the break. Yeah. Uh, I would just go to New York City and and tell someone I respect to point me to the one. The, the, the one is that that's their favorite. 
But oh, it's you, in New you York would go City. sight unseen. You'd go off of recommendation. I mean, I have my New York City favorite. It's actually in Brooklyn, but everybody's got a choice. But I certainly would go to New York. What is your favorite called? Uh, it's the one right in uh, right under the Brooklyn Bridge. People okay. think it's old school. Okay. That's escaping me right now. It's like a really good answer by Gil, actually. Yeah, it's in Dumbo, as they call so it. So you, now. but you, you choose New York style, which is interesting because yes. I do as well. The place I go to is in my hometown. It's called Amici's. It's a chain. Um, but oh, it's very good. I remember Amici's in the Bay Area from sure. San Francisco. So for sure. me, it has to be a wood fire oven pizza. Of course, we're not animals. Yeah, but not, not, every, not every New York style pizza is at Woodfire. By the way, under the Manhattan Bridge, I meant not the, uh, the Brooklyn. Matt's going to ruminate. Crust pizza. Oh, okay. You hate what? If thin you pick Chicago pizza. style. Hate it. Hate it. All right. I like, I like, uh, yeah, I like the crust. I like the bread part. I, I mean, I don't want to eat, I don't want to eat cheese on top of a cracker. <laughs> if I do that, I'll eat cheesy crackers. It's the most controversial thing ever said on this show. Yeah. Wow. Just saying. Wow. We'll come back. We'll, a- we'll answer the uh, football-related question from Ryan Hyatt. Um, we'll get to that next right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. College Football Betting Guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now, it's also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, which includes our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Gil. I've been uh, compartmentalizing tonight. I've been uh, sweating a tennis match the whole show. Uh, I gave it out last night on the show, Amanda Nisimova in San Jose on the ladies' uh, tour. She won the first set against Isla Tem- uh, Tamjanovic, 6-1. Then she uh, was up a break in the second set, got broken back and beat. Now she's up a, a break in the third set. She's about to get broken back again. It's brutal. Well, you've done a great job handling it throughout Thank the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Until this moment. Until this, Until this moment, yeah. <laughs> we're breaking down. Yes. I just can't take it anymore. Uh, what was the other Ryan Hyatt question? By the way, Ryan Hyatt, who's always kind enough to tweet us uh, a question tonight. Sometimes we get to it, sometimes we don't. But this yeah. was this was a relevant one. This, this, this good. will be a more Matt Brown question because you know he doesn't eat pizza barely. So, okay, which NFL team are you are you going to fade this year that most folks are high on? 49ers, easy, easy for me. Wow, very. Easy I don't for like me. that. You don't like the 49ers? No. Not as not as not as much as everybody else does. I mean, they're the they're the sixth favorite to win the whole thing. You don't think that's appropriate? Mm. Not sixth? No. I like the Rams better. I like the Browns better. I like probably maybe the Titans. Maybe even the Titans better. I definitely like the Rams and Browns better. I'm trying to. We haven't yeah. gotten we haven't gotten to six yet. Oh, no, 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 I'm talking. About those are teams below. Those are teams below. Those are teams below yeah. them in the odds. No, no, no. I oh no. I'm, what I'm saying is, you six seems appropriate to me. Like I'm trying to think of five teams, like six teams you'd like better. Oh, Chiefs, Bucks, Bills, Packers, Ravens, Rams, Browns, oh, oh, oh. Titans. Right. Yeah. All, I, you know what I would. You know what I would have said before the Carson Wentz injury. I would have said the Colts. Like I, I didn't understand mm-hmm. why people love the Colts. Now, obviously, that's not a good answer. Uh, the other one I would have said is the Steelers, but no one seems to like the Steelers, so that's not an appropriate answer. So I'm going to say the Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions. 
Because? I, I just think, I know, <laughs> rack this, as Rome used to say, because this I'm obviously going to be uh, mocked for this, but, like, can Tom Brady keep doing this every year? Uh, yeah. I mean, seriously. I, I'm with you, Gil. And we're, we're, we're big on the show about trying to give, you know, specific reasons, back it up and everything. Yeah. But I kind of just feel that way. It just felt like a season where, like, everything went very well, right. I said that throughout the postseason, too, right? Like, everything. And I know people who had the Bucks saw it differently. But they had a bunch of breaks in the postseason. And this is definitely not coming from three guys who were all over the Chiefs on the Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 I was also. I was going to say that during the Chiefs preview. I was like, can we just take a moment of silence to remember how we felt that day? Yeah. Yeah. Danielle, what was, do you have a team? That- I mean, the, I'm seeing the Ravens are 14 to 1 next to the Niners here on DraftKings, and I don't know if people are high on them, but that seems high for the odds to me. That's a good answer, actually. Uh, yeah, that is yeah. a good answer. Because I think even you would agree with that, Matt, because you're higher on the Browns than, yeah. them than the, the Ravens. Division. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think the Ravens make the playoffs, though. I think it's yeah, a chance too. the Niners don't make the playoffs. So uh, like uh, that NFC West is going to be insane this year. I I I think I think it's going to be crazy. Amanda Nisimova comes back from Love Forty to win the game, one game away. Sorry, mm. I'm sorry. That's that's I, was, I meant to think that. That's not who you're say on, that. right? Yeah. Are people high on the Cowboys? And should they be as high on the Cowboys as they are? They're high on the Cowboys in the sense because it's such a bad division, widely considered to be a bad sure. division that they think Dak is going to be spectacular and that offense is just going to basically play there with, with, you know, those people also think defensive improvements. That's part of that narrative. Then they think that that's the best team in that division. And the market reflects that. I still think uh, the Washington football teamers are, but that's what that Cowboys love is about. If they were in another division, I'm not sure that would be the case. Although the Cowboys, we talked about this earlier. They're such a public team and the Cowboys third season on hard knock. So we get to watch them. Front and center I mean, that HBO. offense should be, again, if long as Dak is actually recovered and healed, that offense should be ridiculous. Yes. I mean, it really should. It should be amazing. I mean, when you have Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael, when Michael Gallup's your third option, and then Blake Jarwin into, at tight end, and then you have Zeke and Pollard at running back, and to go along with a pretty decent offensive line, not their offensive line of years past, where it was like just the craziest offensive line you've ever seen, but still a top half unit, if not top ten unit. Um, this should be amazing, but the secondary is like literally going to be one of the three, if not the worst there is in the league. And so mm-hmm. we're in a passing league. And if you can't cover, then other teams are going to be able to, to, to move the ball. And every now and then your offense isn't going to be just completely clicking. Right. And if your defense can't step up and help out at all, which I don't think they'll be able to. Yeah. I mean, they're 30 to one though, to win it all. It's like, there's a lot of teams. Yeah. You Did know, you, your, your answer over the Ravens, I think was a great one because, and again, I'm, I'm just throwing this out, but is there a more polarizing, and not a polarizing, but a player that people have more variant opinions on than Lamar Jackson, right? So we've always said, great front-running team, tough to come from behind. I don't know that there's any reason for us to feel any differently about them this year. They yeah. might just be the same exact team they always were, and I don't know. I mean... Do we think Lamar Jackson is getting better? They Really, if it wasn't for that pick six, they might beat the Bills in the playoffs. That pick six changed everything late third quarter. So we, we that's the other thing about football games. We tend to be results-oriented. We tend to be results-oriented with everything in life. But we, we forget about moments like that, which could have changed massive narratives about both of those teams. Oh, how about – yeah, I mean, I was thinking the other day, like, if – 
if Kevin Durant wore a size 14 instead of a size 16, yes. then the Bucks don't win the championship. Yeah. Like, like I mean, yeah. it's the toe was on the line whenever he shot. It's just like that was crazy. That'd have been it. That'd have been the end of the run. It's a game of interest. I've heard that. <laughs> Not often applied to basketball. Not often applied yeah. to basketball, but yeah. But yes, Phillies beat the Nationals five to four. So if the Phillies uh, with that win, if the Mets lose to the Marlins and the Mets are down a run, the Phillies would get within a game and a half of the Mets in the National League East. So that's happening there. Yankees still uh, up on the O's, nine to nothing. What's the O's uh, in game in the top of the eighth down nine runs? Do we have one posted? Probably not. Uh, no, we yeah, do not. Probably. Off the board. Off the board. Oh, but the O's are going to score, just as I mentioned that. I broke the shutout. Oh, <laughs> plus seven and a half, plus 120. Plus, oh, they get a spread on you it, get a though. spread. There is no money line. You got the though. hook on the touchdown. Yeah. Plus seven and a half. <laughs> plus seven and a half. And the Giants and the uh, Diamondbacks are underway. Madison Bumgarner, three-time World Series champ for the Giants, taking on his former team in Arizona. The Giants still with the best record in all of baseball. 67-39. and 39, Taking on a Diamondbacks team that is uh, waiting for next year. I suppose. Alright. What was your answer, Kelly? By the way, on that football question. Uh, no, I agree with... Uh, I like Matt and Danielle's answers, and I don't know if I could go with a better one. Oh, you didn't like mine. That's what you're saying. Which was your... The Buccaneers. Yeah. No, I said you're the bigger I liked all of them. Okay. I, I, know, I'm, I know I'm being real weak right now, but I, I liked all of them. Oh. Way to stand on your own limb. I know. All right. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. Beeson's primetime action from the South Point. the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and use promo code VSIN to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters. DraftKings, you can bet on it. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Gil. Amanda Nisimova up 5-4 with the serve now on her racket to try to close out Isla Timjanovic. For those of you who jumped on that bet yesterday, can we get it done? Can I get a winner video? Good God. Yeah, we, we haven't had a winner video. Make it happen. Two days. I have no confidence in her right now. Two and a half weeks. Um, you know, we were earlier, we were going through some baseball numbers in the NL East, and what we noticed was that to make the playoffs wasn't nearly as good, excuse me, to make the, uh, to, to win the division rather, wasn't nearly as good as the to-make-the-playoffs numbers, the yes-no on those. So why don't we take a look at uh, some of those yes-nos around baseball. All right, cool. Let's start with the top one here. So Red Sox, their yes is minus 500. Their no, plus 380. They sit behind the Rays right now in the AL East. They're 63 and 44. In their last 10, they've gone 4 and 6. What do we think about the Red Sox? Yes? No. Mm. I would bet the no. Plus three. Now, they do have help on the way. Chris Sale should be showing up. Uh, Kyle Schwarber. Should be showing up as well. Yes. Uh, but right now, they would be the number one wild card team. They're only a game behind the Rays. Obviously, there's two ways for them to get in. But if you're looking, who's the, who would be in third place right now? Like, who's the team on the outside looking in in the AL wild card race? 
it would actually be, are you ready for this? A tie between the Yankees and the Mariners. In terms of percentage points, I guess the Yankees would technically be ahead of them, and the Yankees are about to win. Um, so it would be really the Yankees would be the team that is uh, closest to knocking them out, and that's a six-game difference. But we, you have almost two months of baseball to be played, and I just don't know about the Red Sox. I, I certainly wouldn't play the yes. Let's put it that way. That's that's where I would go with this, is, yeah. is if I had to play one or the other, Yes, it would be the no, I wouldn't play the yes, I don't think I like either one of them, though. To be it's fair. fair. Yeah. How cool is this at DraftKings right now? I just pulled up this market. This is games not even completed yet, and it, they are, like, live updating these numbers. So the so the Red Sox up to minus 550, and then we have the Mets down to minus 195 because they're in the top of the ninth down to the Marlins 5-3. to three. That's pretty – that's wild. Say, wait, say again. Like DraftKings is, yeah. is live. It's live updating. Yeah, they're live updating these numbers. I mean, ga- the game is not finished yet between the Mets and Marlins. Marlins are up two runs in the ninth, though, and the Mets are down to minus 195. To, as, yes, oh, to updating the yes-no market, I see. Yes. Oh, interesting. Well, I mean, it really does matter with the with the Phillies having won that. Right. And in the National League, the, the trouble is unlike with the American League where there is some gap between the number two and three teams of the wild card, the NL much more cozy, if you will, with a whole bunch of teams sort of in the mix. Well, Gil, you brought up the Yankees. So if we take a look at their numbers here, the yes is minus 115, slightly juiced there, and then no, minus 105. So based on what you know, what do you think? I I wouldn't bet either. That number remains the same. I think you should be getting more on the yes. I mean, More more bang for your buck. Yeah. 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 The yes should be plus money, for sure. Yeah. Because, again, they're six Maybe back. it was, and now it's been bet up. How, how about the athletics? I'm sorry to, to yeah, jump, no, ahead jump ahead here. But but plus 120, yes, when they are in the number two position right now. Currently plus 110. Oh, plus 110. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm realizing <laughs> Live I'm updates. all these there's no point in even putting the graphics together. We could just have Kelly. No, do it's it. kind of interesting yeah. to see how it's moved in yeah. one, like as games are going on. Like this is like these aren't even done yet. I mean, can we just skip to the bottom? The, the Phillies at plus four fifty. Yes, is the best bet on this board, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure, by far. Just let currently, currently. <laughs> I mean, plus... I, so Danielle's like, really? Did you have to kill this? So we were crescendoing up to the. No, Phillies. I love when you find something you're excited about. No, I mean, I'm super excited. I mean, that's the bet. Current right? odds though, plus two ninety. Um, there you go. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Well, what about the Braves? What about the Braves here? Their yes is four to one. They're doing well right now. Yeah, I don't know about the Braves. Yes, down to plus three forty. <laughs> it's almost, like, how many games are left? It's almost amazing these numbers are adjusting that much with one game. I don't know. So, I assume just making the wild card game. Is making the playoffs. Yes. Oh, no, that, yes. So that's, yes, let's stipulate that. Just making the wild card game correct is making the playoffs. Okay. You do not, it's it's unlike the, uh, unlike NBA the play-in play-in. situation yes. in the NBA, where just making the play-in did not get you into the playoffs, correct? Because it, it, the, the tough part about these, the tough part about these National League teams is kind of like, 
you you're basically betting on them to win the division outside of the West because you have the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres that are just so have so many wins and like I said they're already banked like those are banked right. Mm-hmm. You're 67 with the Giants, you're 64 with the Dodgers, and you're 61 with the Padres are already banked. And you look at a team like you know the Phillies that are that are 54 and 53, you know whatever two games above 500. You look in the Reds who are sitting you know plus 310 on that. I mean they're 56 and 50. Like they're they're still five games behind the Padres who are third in the West. You know so it's kind of like those West teams already have all those wins banked, and mm-hmm. so you're kind of like like you said like that's why Phillies is probably the best just because you're betting on them to win the division. You're getting four and a half, and they're going to be one game back. Clearly the best bet on the board. That's why the Athletics at yes is probably the second best. Bet. Oh, although although Kelly already said right. the numbers plus two nine. Yeah, but it's plus but, but I think is it brings good. up the point we were discussing earlier, Matt, where it's like okay, if this is awesome that DraftKings is doing this, but then you're going to find different numbers that make it, that's going to make more sense to bet it different ways. So that Phillies, I think the Phillies to make the playoffs, I said was updated to plus three twenty. They're updated uh, and at least division odds right now are three to one. So th- same thing, like go bet the plus three twenty. I mean, yes, you're you're right with they're most likely going to win the division, but you're still getting better a better price just to bet the playoffs. Yeah, you got to figure out the best markets to bet here. Yeah, Mets get a run back. They cut the the Marlins lead in half, and now it is five to four Marlins in this ball game here in the top of the ninth. Two down. Now the Mets with the runner at second, so the Mets remain alive. And they are a base hit away from tying this up. Meanwhile, Amanda Nisimova got broken back. <laughs> oh, Met, Mets We're score a run, right? Hmm? Mets score a run. They score a run. DraftKings pulls that up, pulls that down. So someone the is yes, actively no. watching. Yes. So that is wild. They're on their job. Good for that them. That is incredible. That's listen. You know what? I love hearing that because we mm-hmm. have known, and we're not going to name any any shops, but we have known some shops that. Let's put it this way. Not only are they not on top of it, but like late tomorrow, they'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, maybe I should change this. <laughs> right. I, we actually prefer those guys because we can run in and make bets. Yes. But good for DraftKings for having somebody doing that. Somebody's earning their money tonight. Yeah, seriously. I mean, yeah. they're watching games in the ninth inning and adjusting these kind of numbers, taking them down, putting them up. It's, that's really wild. And the Mets now with, uh, is that Floro up at, up at bat? The, yeah. Now with a, they need one knock here to tie this game, and there is a is that foul? Oh, just foul, just foul down the left field line. Runner at second, five four. Marlins up, but again, this is uh, they're down to their last out. Drury, oh my goodness, not as close as I thought. By the way, <sighs> Mets the Mets dugout thought there was something there. Uh, okay, so. Uh, Taking hacks once again. We'll update that as it goes. But right now, the Mets uh, down to their last out. Uh, San Francisco and Arizona starting. That's still scoreless in the bottom of the first. Yeah, Madison Bumgarner escaped. Gave up two hits in that first inning, but was able to work his way out of it. Leadoff double against Cueto. So, as you, the, the, the old guys are giving them up tonight. The old guys are giving up the hits early. Padres up one nothing. They, they got a run in the fir- top of the first. That's now bottom of the first inning there in Oakland. And the Metropolitans lose. Ground ball, routine to short. Floro gets out of the jam. Drury uh, grounds out. And the Marlins beat the Mets. The Phillies beat the Nationals earlier by a run. And now the Mets lead in the NL East is one and a half. Down to one and a half. So that is the tightest. Well, no, the AL East also tight as well between the Rays and the Red Sox. So both Eastern divisions, as tight as they get at this point. 
The, uh, one one game still to go. We mentioned the Astros and the Dodgers. That's McCullers against Bueller. For the Astros, it's going to be Altuve, Brantley, Correa, Alvarez, Diaz, Tucker, Garcia, and Maldonado. Of course, they are playing in a National League park, so no DH for this Astros team tonight. Uh, on the Dodgers side of things, Betts, Muncy, Turner, Seager, Corey Seager back in, yes. hitting at, hitting in the cleanup spot uh-huh. there. Will Smith, Chris Taylor, Corey Bellinger, I mean, Cody Bellinger, and then A.J. Pollock. By the way, Bellinger all the way down to the seven hole for the Dodgers. He is having an atrocious season for this Dodgers team. So, And they're still winning all these games. Imagine if he can actually find his stroke. Imagine if he could just stay in a lineup for any long yeah. period of time. But imagine those the Dodgers six. Turner, 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 two Turners, right? Trey and Justin, Bellinger, Seager, Betts, and who am I forgetting in there? Somebody I'm forgetting. Muncie. Muncie. Those, of course, who's having maybe the best season of all of them. What a top six, theoretically, in your order. Yeah. It has just been, I mean, and Bellinger can find any sort of anything. Like I said, he has just been absolutely horrible so far this 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 season. Yeah. Uh, and all right. I, the, ja- the Jazz come and swing one last time. With okay. Just huge, huge signing. Hassan Whiteside <laughs> to the Jazz. <laughs> to the Jazz? To the Jazz, yeah. Interesting. Go bear backup. That works. Match point against me. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Gambling can be fun. Gambling can also, uh, boy, oh, boy. Wins can come by hard sometimes. Had everything going for us in this one. Looks like it's not going to happen. We shall see. Since the All-Star break, Bellinger hit 132. 132. 132 132 since the break. 132 since the break with an OBP of 193. Not good. We boom, sticky boom out of here. Format Brown for Danielle Alvary. No. Yes. Kelly. Oh. Yes. Danielle Alvary. Alvary. Ancestors appreciate it. Kelly Bidlin, Gil Alexander here. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, we'll talk some college football maybe later in the week with Pete Futak. We shall see a lot of golf tomorrow. Big tournament. WGC. Brooks Kepka among those involved. Jordan Spieth as well. We'll do all that later this week. Enjoy. The Nightcap with Tim Murray is next.